Hello, this is A.R. Bernard, and welcome to my podcast. My objective, it's simple, to create a platform where you can be educated, informed, and inspired as you navigate the intersection of faith and culture. If you have no faith, maybe you'll find it here. So, thanks for tuning in. Good morning, and welcome to our gathering, community of faith, spiritual family, wherever you are around the world, across the country, across the street. We're glad that you're here. We're glad that you are with us. Man. You'll go overwhelmed, man. Oh, yeah, there's just so much going on in my mind right now. Yeah? Yeah, so much. Uh, Praise yeah. and worship was amazing. Okay. Minister Lamont O'Neill, absolutely amazing. Background singers, the band, uh, Nephi, Yvette, just I was just blessed, so blessed to be in the audience and experience this kind of worship. And I pray that you, wherever you are, whether it's in your living room or your kitchen or anywhere else, that you're joining us, that you could feel and sense the presence of God and the anointing of God that was on the worship and special music today. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So we've got some announcements. Oh, yes. We have uh, Winterfest this December, December 4th, and we're actually doing a little hybrid version where, you know, because last year, the whole idea of Christmas and just gathering uh, was cut short. And, you know, I, I think a part of the time that we're going into uh, looking at Christmas, Christmas is supposed to be a time of joy, a time of, uh, of, of excitement, a time of, of uh, fun. And, you know, you, you don't realize how much gathering not, get, not being able to gather affects that time. Mm-hmm. Because there's joy when you're by yourself, but there's something that happens when you have joy within community. Yeah. And you know, so we're going to gather. Uh, we're doing a, uh, a Winterfest, which we did live last year. We're going to do both live as well as in person, which we, we're excited about that. I have the time, but I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be virtual, yeah, and, virtual and in person. And in person. Yes. And for the ones in person, we have a little... A little, little, little treat for them when they come into the building. Ah, so you get a little extra special blessing yes. if you come in yes. person. Yep. And that's going to be in the building here. Yeah, registration is open now. You can go onto the website at cccinfo.org. Okay. Yes, in the Brooklyn campus. Brooklyn campus. Yes. And what's the date? December 4th. December 4th. Yes. All right, good. So last year you had it about what time? Was it started at what, midday or morning? I want to say midday. Are you throwing numbers out there? But they, yeah. <laughs> All right. But you can get the information. <laughs> yes. Go to our website, look up Winterfest, and um, you'll get that information. Also, some anticipated news. I will, I'll let you announce it, not me. I, I'm not gonna, you, you don't want to announce it? Nope. Why not? Because I don't want my name to be attached to that date. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, what's the date again? I'll make the announcement. What's January 9th. January 9th. See, now he's attached. No. Um, so, January 9th, we are going to have Spiritual Warfare 2. Beginning that Sunday, January 9th, it's going to be for eight weeks, eight Sundays. Yes. From January 9th to February 27th, because the week after that, March 2nd, we begin our Lent experience. Yes. So we're going to have a, a Spiritual Warfare 2, and we're working on 3 and 4, by the way. But Spiritual Warfare 2, and I think just the geopolitical approach to principalities and powers in that context is going to be a lot of fun as we examine history, as we examine 
scriptural uh, cycles that we've been talking about and some other things as well built into that so you understand spiritual warfare from a geopolitical perspective. So that's Sunday, January 9th. Uh, what else is happening Sunday, oh, January Oh, Sunday, January 9th, we're going officially back into in-person service every Sunday. Weekly services. Yeah, weekly services, which I'm excited about. January 9th, mm -hmm. weekly services. Yes. We're back again. That's so we're going to have 10.30. Back, back 8.30? 10.30. Wait, wait, 8, 8 and 10.30? Yes. Okay. And uh, we, we plan, uh, God willing, the team is working hard in Florida to have a location so that we will have be able to participate in January 9th launch date Excellent. of in-person weekly services. Excellent. So you've got a lot to pray for mm -hmm. uh, as we go back in uh, on a regular schedule and uh, spiritual growth, uh, not spiritual growth, I keep saying spiritual growth, spiritual warfare yes. class as, as well. Amen. What else? Um, that's that covers it? Mm -hmm. Well, we've got all the announcements in. Yes. You were in Knoxville, Tennessee last week yes. ministering. And shout out to Pastor Reverend Scott Jackson. Scott Jackson in Knoxville, yeah, Tennessee. New, new Life Church, yeah, right? New Life Church in Knoxville. And you ministered. Yes. Excellent. Yeah, it was, it was a good time. It was a rough one uh, to minister. Um, it was still on the heels of... But, 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 so I get up to minister, and as I'm ministering, uh, I'm just letting them know, I, I, I believe that God gave us some specific words. And, you know, one of the words that God gave us for the year... Uh, for CCC is resilience. And I said, wow, I would have never thought that I would have to be resilient at this level, right? So we get resilience. Here it is, January, December comes along. God is saying, talk about resilience. And we look at all the definitions of resilience. And I preach the fact that everybody who is a, a resilient person knows that suffering is a part of it. And here it is, you know, 10 months later, here we hit hard. And I said, Lord, wow, Lord, you know, you, <laughs> you know, I, being resilient, I'm like, wow, we got through the year. You know, the level of resilience wasn't as bad, but then it just gets hit. So it got a little emotional. Uh, and then, we, you know, I talked a little bit about uh, pivot, battle, um, uh, battle rhythm. And I ended off with just talking about the goodness of God. Amen. Amen. And more so, more so not just the goodness of God, but the benevolence of God. Yeah. yeah. And how powerful that statement is. And we, we take it for granted and we don't realize uh, looking at, you know, one of the definitions for benevolence is in, always in a dif disposition to do good. You know, this is Jamalism. I a the continued definition. disposition yes, to, to do, do good. good. So, so basically God is always there waiting for opportunities. This is his nature. This is who he is. This is how he operates. You know, this is not just God is good, but he said, not only is he good, but he's always in the position, Hallelujah. always in the disposition. Hallelujah. He said, I want to do good. I'm yeah. here yeah. to do good. The goodness of who I am, the goodness that you receive flows out of my nature, not out of a decision, but out of my nature. So when you're always in disposition to do good, to be good, do what, what, what the goodness that we receive as his uh, children it doesn't flow out of a decision, but it flows out of his nature. His nature. Mm, that's so that's good. why I minister. That's good preaching. That Thank is you. good preaching. Yeah, the nature of God. Mm -hmm. That's why God so loved the world. Yes. In spite of its mm -hmm. sinful, broken condition, yep. he embraces all of humanity, mm -hmm. offers them grace. Yes. And even, and, and, and there's common grace, right, mm -hmm. which is out of God's nature of love for all of mm -hmm. humanity. So he causes to his sun to shine on the just, just and the unjust, his rain mm -hmm. to yep. fall on the just and the unjust. Uh, and, but then there is God's special grace in Jesus Christ mm -hmm. that brings us into a special relationship with yep. him and 
a part of his future kingdom. And that goes into the song that they were singing, the, the, the specific goodness of God, right? I, I'm trying to stay focused. No, it's that's just, good. It was just a, a good. very good, good uh, flow. It, to see God and the goodness flowing out of his nature, it, it puts things in different perspective because you, 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 when, you, when you pursue something that you want, there's a certain level of intensity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when you pursue something that you need, there's a total different level yeah, of intensity. Yeah. Different attitude, so, right? approach. Uh, yeah, your your yeah. whole being becomes a part of it. You're thinking, you're speaking, you're, 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 you're dreaming. Everything comes out of what you need. And you're yeah. saying, wow, I, I'm dreaming about this. I need this in my life. And God, I believe, looks at us not because he wants us. I mean, not because he needs us, but he wants us. But he looks at us with the same intensity as a need, not as a want. Mm-hmm. So it just talks about God's goodness and his love. So I, I just was have been going through a lot. Of, of, of understanding. Um, I like what you but, said about resilience was the theme, mm-hmm. but you never knew that you had to engage in resilience to the level that you've had to, mm-hmm. considering, I mean, just ministry, yep. the pandemic, the mm-hmm. crisis within our society, but then, you know, in our family. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of like, be careful what you preach because you're going to have to practice it. Yep. That's a reality. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But it's it's that continues to build and shape who we are mm-hmm. uh, as an individual. And it's tougher when you're a leader. Yes. Because there's a greater demand on you as a leader. And people tend to judge leaders by how they respond to crisis, to events, to situations, to circumstances. They judge that leader by yep. that. You know, um, people get excited when the leader goes off the rail and say, whoa, he's human. But at the same time, they don't like that. They mm-hmm. want to know that that leader remains, maintains a degree of composure, you know, and consistency, but they expect and appreciate the humanity as well. And, and then that's the rest of part. The rest, I think, is uh, the, how do you express and display your emotions while you're being resilient? What does that look like as a leader, as an individual? Um, it, 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 this one was, like I said, it was a difficult one for me. Uh, and just really leaning on the word of God um, put me in a place where I can stay focused. Anchor of our soul. Yep. Anchor of our soul. And we talked about that, gosh, uh, several months ago. Yep. It was a couple of weeks ago as well, you know, looking at the anchor, what are you anchored in? And, based on roots and things like that. Yeah. And and the water, the, the anchor doesn't change what's going on on the surface. Mm-mm. Nope. The water, the winds, the rain, sunny day. the waves, all of that takes place, but the anchor is what keeps you from being carried away yep. by the storm, by the winds. That's good preaching right there. Well, and and the, 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 the thing about it is when you look at the anchor of a ship, uh, as a, a good analogy, uh, sometimes the anchor moves a little. It doesn't stay solid, right? And what I mean by that is sometimes you're, 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 you're allowed to be moved with the storm and, 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 and its ability to protect you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's another message. That sounds good to me. I know, I know. We got a few messages out of him just in the introduction here. So um, we want to wrap up. We're talking about cycles. Last week I spoke about the kingdom of God, Romans 14, 17, righteousness, uh, peace and joy. You talked about joy, mm-hmm. joy in the Holy Ghost. And of course, joy is that emotion that evoked 
that evokes a sense of well-being, mm -hmm. uh, but it comes from righteousness and peace. Righteousness being holiness and justice, and peace being um, the the not the absence of conflict, but the absence of hostility. Mm -hmm. And that's important because you are always in conflict and in tension here during this particular age. So there is the presence, the absence of hostility, but also well-being, mm -hmm. the individual, spirit, soul, and body, well-ordered um, well relationships, that your relationships in order, and a well-ordered society. That is the Hebrew notion of peace, shalom. So when all of that comes together, and that's why we pray thy kingdom come, mm -hmm. because when the kingdom of God is fully established on the earth, we'll experience righteousness, peace, and joy yeah. in everything that we do. But right now, we are part of the cycles that go on. And we were talking about cycles. Let me just kind of refresh. Someone asked me a question um, about cycles, because I said prosperity, then complacency, mm -hmm. then awakening, awakening then crisis, mm -hmm. renewal, and then out of renewal comes prosperity. Mm -hmm. So they asked me, they said, well, wouldn't awakening come after crisis? Because they think that a crisis causes you to awaken. But in God's economy, the awakening comes first because the awakening is what pre prepares us for the crisis. Mm -hmm. And if you understand that order, you'll understand how that cycle works. So yeah, you know, there is certain, a degree of revelation that comes when you're in a crisis. Mm -hmm. But in God's economy, he's preparing us, always prepares, preparing us in advance. So um, you take like, we had talked about live streaming and you pushed for uh, that technology. We were live streaming three years before COVID. And that's because we awakened to the fact that things were changing, how people were accessing their spiritual content and their spiritual nurturing was changing. Social media, um, uh, the, the whole uh, online space, internet space, it was all changing. Mm -hmm. And with those changes, we said, okay, we've got to start live streaming our services to expand to a broader audience. As, as well as our, our demographics are changing, people start demographics. relocating. Exactly, exactly. In a different crisis, you see the, the migration of people leaving New York City. So that was an awakening mm -hmm. that we experienced as a ministry three years prior to COVID, which prepared us mm -hmm. for the crisis of COVID that came. So we were ready, and all we had to do was figure out, okay, what's the best format? How do we deliver it? How do we expand it? You know, what's it look like? So in God's economy, awakenings prepare us for crisis. And think about that historically. You want to say something? Because you, you keep saying crisis, and you keep saying that it prepared us for the crisis. Preparation within the, for the crisis, does that mean that me or the church itself was going through crisis or the crisis that was surrounding? The crisis that's surrounding. Okay. Yeah, because usually crisis can be personal, individual. Yeah. Yes. But we're talking about God prepares us on a larger scale for the crisis that will affect us. Mm -hmm. Crisis that's happening within society. And, 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 and remember, everything that God does, he does according to a pattern, pattern based mm -hmm. on a principle. 
So just like that's a, a mm -hmm. cycle, think about this. In American history, we have four great awakenings, three that are fully agreed upon. The fourth great awakening, there's debate about that when it took place. But think about it. The first great awakening, which, is, which was a religious awakening, a religious revival in America, was from 1740 to 1750. People were stirred. A lot of, uh, of the Africans who were brought over were turning to Christ. Mm -hmm. And there was great revival taking place within the country. But think about it, 1740 to 1750 was the first great awakening. It was an awakening towards religious liberty and the whole idea of freedom. Well, what did it lead to? It ushered in the crisis of the Revolutionary War. Mm -hmm. So from that first great awakening, what was the outcome? Revolutionary War. So that sense of religious liberty and individual fervor and the whole idea of liberty so affected the colonies and American society in the context that it took to the next level. At, okay, we want freedom from, from Great Britain. We want freedom from that tyranny. We're going to establish our own nation. So that was the awakening, but it ushered in a crisis. Mm -hmm. The second great awakening, which was from 1800 to 1850, all right, that was another awakening of religious fervor. What followed that? The Civil War, the crisis of the Civil War. The third great awakening, the third great awakening went from the late 1800s into the early 1900s, and that was an awakening that brought in the temperance movement, the women's movement, uh, the social gospel, all of that happened there, and this was post-war in reaction to things that were happening in society, all right? So what, it created a crisis in American society. What happened? We ended up with a depression, and then a whole shift in American policy, right? The, 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 the third Great Awakening, so it's wait, one, two, no, the fourth Great Awakening, they say, which I experienced, was in the 60s. We're in the 60s, 1960s, you have all of these spiritual revolutions going on, transcendental meditation coming to American society, Eastern religions and philosophies started flooding in here, and there was a Jesus movement yeah. as well in the heart of that. So the pattern is that you have an awakening, and then there's a crisis. Out of that crisis comes renewal. Mm. So if I were to, to explain what happens, so the prosperity is a time of building. It's a time of building and establishing, and we focus on our external life and our external world. That's where we are. So we become very community-driven, collective, you know, consensus-oriented. That's in the time of prosperity. Then we move to com complacency, which is an attitude of self-satisfaction. And when we become self-satisfied, we become relaxed. Yeah. We no longer are on, on God, and we, we become blinded to the dangers that are ahead of us. Mm -hmm. So what happens is we need what? An awakening. That awakening is a period of introspection where we begin to look internally, self-reflection. We move from the, our external life and external world to our internal world. And it's true not just for uh, a society, but we're a person. As an individual, we go through this. So we shift from external to internal life. And, and we start to examine our own thoughts and feelings and ideas and, and, and beliefs. That actually prepares us for crisis. Mm. And crisis is simply a turning point. 
where, whether it, it, it's, it's political crisis, social crisis, crisis of a pandemic, the crisis of George Floyd and the racial tensions within our society, um, that comes into play. And it, it becomes a turning point for better or for worse. Because if we, how we respond to the crisis will determine what happens in the next step. And if we understand the purpose of it all and we begin to say we need to change, then renewal uh, kicks in. So, you know, crisis comes as a circumstance, uh, as a situation, as an event. And what do we do? We implement, as a result of the crisis, new ideas mm -hmm. that emerge from the awakening. We examine our social systems and structures. And what does that do? Leads us into a time of renewal. Mm -hmm. And renewal, <laughs> that's where we are. That's what we think we're at renewal? Absolutely. Now? Absolutely. We've been through a pandemic, mm -hmm. right? We, we've had social, political uh, crisis, economic crisis. I mean, we went down the whole list yeah. in the last two years. So now it's about renewal that leads into prosperity. Yes. So what does renewal look like? Wow. Well, <laughs> every time I think of How to put him on the spot. Every time I think of renewal, you know, because you taught the progression, it starts with personal renewal. And it's uh, uh, in God's order, looking at personal renewal, it just shows how much of a, a, a part you play in overall, you know, society. Mm -hmm. uh, and personal renewal, every time I think of that, I think of Michael Jackson's song, right? Uh, <laughs> Man in the mirror. Ah, yeah. Right? I'm going to make yeah. a change. Yeah. For once in my life, right? Mm -hmm. and, you know, we knew that the cycles is, is more than once in your life. It's going to be, it's going to feel real good. It's going to make a difference. It's going to make it right, right? Um, and, and part of personal renewal is really looking at what role you played mm. within the crisis, mm. right? You're, 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 like you said, retrospect, um, re retrospectively looking and say, okay, what role I put? Because often people have a hard time confronting their role in whatever situation. So, wow, that's interesting. That's very good. So you have crisis, out of crisis comes renewal, mm -hmm. but renewal begins on a personal level yes, a personal. where you begin introspectively mm -hmm. and you begin to consider the role that you play yep. as an individual mm -hmm. in the greater crisis that's happening. Mm -hmm. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, because the reality is that in order for things to change, you have to change as well. Right. 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 If you, so it begins. It begins with you. So out of crisis comes personal pers renewal. Yes, personal renewal. Personal renewal. Mm -hmm. All right. Personal renewal. You begin to examine your own life. Yep. Where you are, right, as an individual and in relationship to the society mm -hmm. as a whole, to your family, yep. to your spouse if you're married, mm -hmm. to your children. So you work from the 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 nuclear yes. family, right, mm -hmm. community, and then. It spans out yep. to society at large. But next, and then you have relationship renewal, uh, relational, relational renewal. renewal. And I, I believe that the first relationship you look at after your personal life is say, okay, what's my relationship with God as a Christian? Right. That's what I, I would say. Neil, okay, Lord, you know, how does this look? You know, there there, there needs to be some changes. And, and it's funny because I, I was listening to a song this morning uh, called "Refiner" by Maverick Music, uh, Maverick Music Group. I don't have the the, the, all, the license information, stuff like that, <laughs> because I know we're on YouTube. <laughs> but the reality is that 
often we look at the, the text as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, but there's certain things that have to be purified. And we don't want to go through that, that purification process mm. because certain habits we know are bad, but we're comfortable with them, right? Certain relationships we know are bad, but we're comfortable with them. It's hard for us to let go. You heard what he said? <laughs> Say it again. Certain relationships, are we know they're bad for us. Then we know they're toxic. We know that they are, they are, are hindering us to whether access a closer relationship with God. You know, sometimes God can't, I'm trying to, because you know, I don't want to sound super spiritual, but the, the access that God gives us is based on our maturity. And our maturity can be expressed in the relationships we hold personally. Yeah. Our right? personal relationships are an indication mm-hmm. of our level of maturity. Yes. Yeah. Right. And, and, and yeah. you know, so, so when we look at that, a part of relationship renewal is like, okay, let's look at some of these relationships we're dealing with. Are they toxic? Because remember, pers- re- uh, revival and renewal is, is designed for us to come out better. So we live life on levels. And experience different stages. Experience in stages. Mm-hmm. So renewal rem- moves us to the next level. Yes. And as you move from one level of life to another, the intimacy of your relationships must change. Yes. Otherwise, those relationships can keep mm-hmm. you at that level so you can't move forward. Yep. Oof. Yes. It's good preaching. It's good. It's good preaching. Yeah, and, and each person that you have in your life at one stage doesn't necessarily have the maturity level to m- go with you to the next stage. Right. Yeah, and, and people may not understand that. They may, may think you, you know, you think you're all that now. Right. You're changing up on me. I'm like, yeah, I changed. You know? Yeah, because that's the only constant in life, yeah. right? And, yeah. and, and it, life is about growth mm-hmm. and development. Otherwise, we, we become comfortable and complacent. Yep. Yes. And then we go back. The cycle, that's a cycle. So I look at the song, and I, and I, and I wrestled with the song this week and because I'm like, okay, Lord, I, I'm singing this song, but do I really want to go through this process? Mm-hmm. Right, we we ask for certain things, but then you start have to really look at us. Okay, do I really want? Do to I want to be healed? Because one of the pro- one of the processes of being refined and and going through the purification process is first going through personal renewal, look at identifying you you and your flaws, who you are as an individual. We, like I said, we don't want to look at the man in the mirror. Mm-hmm. That's a very difficult task yeah. for a lot of us. Yeah. And yeah. then a part of that other thing is you know uh, that you know the purifying process. Is, okay, what needs to be singed? Or, or, or purified from your life and from a relationship standpoint. Yeah. And it may not mean cutting someone off. No. It may mean repositioning yes. them. Repositioning. In terms of the space that they mm-hmm. occupy in your life. All right. So personal renewal, <laughs> relational renewal. What's next? Purpose. Ah, renewal of purpose. Yes. When you start to reexamine your sense of purpose in the greater scheme of things. Yes. Your, your mission, sense mm-hmm. of calling. I love that. Purpose renewal. And that's important because purpose is not static. It's dynamic. Mm -hmm. And it's constantly being applied based upon your growth, your level of maturity, your experience, your increase in knowledge, and where God has you in a particular context. All right? Yeah. So purpose is not static. It's like, and people think, I just want to know what my purpose is, as though once you know that, that's it for the rest of your life. If you fulfill your purpose at age 30, there's no reason... To live beyond that, right? Mm -hmm. No. Purpose is dynamic. It's not static. So there's personal renewal during this period of renewal. It's going to be personal on a personal level. People are, and and I will tell you, it's not like a pandemic and quarantine to have you take time to visit yourself. Yes. (laughs) And and realize some things about you. (laughs) And sometimes God will have other individuals to help you. (laughs) Yeah. So personal renewal, relational renewal, 
purpose, the renewal of purpose, where you begin to reflect on purpose. Next is uh, structural renewal. Ah, structural renewal, yeah. how your life is organized. Mm -hmm. Structural. Ooh. And, and, and I think this is so significant because the, the um, more organized you are, the more structured you are as an individual, the more you can handle as an individual. Order yes. allows you, yep. order increases capacity. Yep, order increases capacity. Order, order increases mm -hmm. capacity. Yep. And people want to increase their capacity, but they don't want to order their life. Yes. And order requires discipline. Yep. You cannot be orderly and organized in your life if it's not discipline. Yeah, I, I taught um, a couple of years ago that, that the more order you have, believe it or not, the more freedom you have. Yeah, order requires freedom. Well, not only does it require freedom, but it gives freedom. It gives freedom. Okay, yeah. so order gives yeah, freedom. It gives freedom. It, it, it actually liberates you because once you start creating certain structures and orders in your life, it allows you to start thinking about other stuff, yeah. right? Because yeah. and this comes out of that whole idea of the battle rhythm, and uh, also you know looking at as you are structured, you can be more spontaneous with some of your decisions. Order allows for spontaneity. Yes. Preparation allows for spontaneity. Yep. Preparation is order. Mm -hmm. So structural renewal, you begin to, because however you order your life yep. or arrange your life mm -hmm. creates a rhythm. Yep. That rhythm becomes a pattern. Yep. And if you don't like the pattern or the outcome, you need to go back and rearrange your life. Mm -hmm. So renewal requires you to look at how is my life structured? How am I structuring my time, mm -hmm. my finances, my relationships? All of those things come into play as part of renewal. Mm -hmm. I think there's one more. Cultural. Col ah, yep. cultural renewal. Mm -hmm. So what happens is the society at large experiences change. And culture is how a society, what it believes, mm -hmm. how it behaves, and the outcome it produces as a result of those beliefs and behaviors. From an anthropological standpoint, they said depending on how a society or community goes through crisis will determine if they're going to last long. Say it again. The length of time, so, so they, when they did a study on, 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 on certain cultures, uh, sociolo sociologists and anthropo anthropo anthropologists mm -hmm. did a study they looked at certain crises, because you talk about the cycles, right? So you look at the certain mm -hmm. crisis point. The crisis point uh, on how they handled it determined the length of existence that that culture had. Mm -hmm. How they handle, how they respond yes. to crisis. How they responded to crisis. Boy, that leads into something else that we're going to talk to. We won't get to it today. <laughs> but, but again, culture is the traditions of society, the attitudes of society, um, the, the customs, the, the institutions, ideologies, you know, its language, mm -hmm. uh, all of that. And you figure, look, pandemic, mm -hmm. George Floyd, two very important things because um, a, a crisis changes a society's public life, mm -hmm. how it behaves. Yep. I was talking about, uh, I mentioned how I was in the supermarket and I coughed. And all of a sudden, time stood still, and everybody was looking at me. And it's like some had masks, some didn't have masks. It's like, okay, so I, I went through the rest of the shopping experience covering my... 
<laughs> trying not to cough. You know, but think about it. You're different. I'm coughing. <laughs> well, if I was your size, I wouldn't care either. I'm so. living life. I'm living life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> but crisis changes a society's public life, how the people behave. You take like 9 11, mm -hmm. that changed how we behave, right? Yep. The World Trade Center uh, attack, it heightened security protocols. It united public sympathy mm -hmm. uh, for New York City and the families of 9-11 of, of victims, uh, united in, in a desire to pursue justice, you know, for those who, uh, who attacked us. Mm -hmm. So it was all rah, 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 we got to get the enemy. Uh, but it also brought a consensus of suspicions against Muslims. Mm -hmm. And Muslims were talking, and Muslim American. COVID-19 changed changes public behavior, assembly protocols, quarantine, wearing of masks. I was just jotting some things down. You know, uh, my supermarket experience <laughs> changed how we share physical objects mm -hmm. and spaces. Now, we make sure we clean the cup yeah. and clean the utensils, make sure, did you sanitize that? <laughs> you know, it, 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 it crisis changes, you know, how, how our behavior. It changes society's public life. It changes our systems and structures, healthcare, financial systems, educational systems, our policing systems. Everything was impacted, uh, and, and that changed. Also, um, crisis changes, I said crisis changes our, our, our public life and interactions and relationship, but it also changes the way, what we believe and our traditions on a cultural level, you know, and what we pass on from generation to generation. Because when you, when you go through something like what we went through today, uh, this, you know, last two years, it's like, okay, I've got to think differently about what I do. Cycles also, man, and time. Um, cycles are also evident throughout the scripture. And uh, I hope that we can get it up. Can we get it up on the screen? Uh, the nation of Israel. There was an interesting um, cycle graph that was created by the Women's Missional Society. I found it. And it showed in Judges the cycle of the nation of Israel, mm -hmm. which it was, it begins with, Israel's disobedience to God. Mm -hmm. Then it led to Israel being oppressed by surrounding nations, right? Then Israel cries out, and then God raises up a deliverer, and then Israel is delivered, and then Israel is at peace, and then Israel debate disobeys again. <laughs> and that's for the nation of Israel. How about you? Yes. How about you personally? Mm -hmm. Is that your cycle where, where you disobey God, all right? It leads to oppression from <laughs> external forces, right? Then you cry out to God, and then God raises up deliverance, right? And then you're set free, <laughs> and then you're obeying God. It's a period of prosperity, yep. and then you become complacent again, and you disobey, and it just goes around and round. And those cycles need to be broken. God does not want us trapped in those cycles of, of life. So it's important that we identify our personal cycles. We talked about social cycles, mm -hmm. right? But we have to identify our, our personal cycles, our personal patterns that we keep. Because remember, a cycle is something that goes through stages and comes right back around to the starting point. So you, it becomes a merry-go-round on a negative side, all right, which is no good. 
and we keep doing the same things over and over again. Good stuff, man. Yes, it is. So we are in a cycle. The, the part of the cycle that we're in now is renewal, mm-hmm. what the Bible calls revival. And we can look through history and see how, again, we are here and a society becomes renewed coming out of crisis. And how we handle it, how we respond is going to make all the difference in the world. Because in 1919, here in the United States, there was the um, Spanish flu pandemic, shut down everything. Mm-hmm. Exactly what we've experienced in the last two years, for two years, yep. America experienced the same thing. And in 1919, there was, it was called Red Summer, right? Because there was an outbreak of racial riots across the country. So the same thing here, where we have George Floyd protests and all this kind of stuff, a hundred years later, the same pattern. Then we went into what is called the Roaring Twenties and, you know, a cycle of, of renewal and prosperity. But then we became complacent. And what happened? 1929, stock market crash, depression came in, and we go through the whole thing all over again. So why do, why do we keep going through the same thing? History repeats itself. Do we not learn? <laughs> if we don't learn as a society, let's le- at least learn as an individual. Because when you follow God's wisdom and his insight, he lets you know. He gives you an awakening. And that awakening is for you to apply yourself so that you're prepared for the crisis. I love it when Scripture says, shall the Lord do anything without informing his prophets, without letting us know? Mm -hmm. You know, he he didn't have to tell Abraham he was going to go wipe out Sodom. (laughs) He didn't have to. He pulled him out. Oh, by the way. I'm going to kill everybody in Sodom and Gomorrah. And knowing that he has a nephew there, inspiring him, giving him that awakening, that moment of revelation, mm-hmm. so that he can then plead and negotiate and pray with the Lord. And that's what God, that's God's goodness. That's the benevolence that Pastor Jamal was talking about, that out of God's nature, he can't help himself. He's just good like mm-hmm. that. Yep. But he tries to prepare us by giving us that awakening. Can you imagine if we're practicing the discipline of prayer mm-hmm. on a daily basis and meditation and study of the word and those, those nine spiritual disciplines that we talked about many years ago, if you're practicing all that ready, all, all of that already, you're, you're in tune. And God can more easily speak to you yeah. and penetrate. And, and the, 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 the opposite is that Satan is banking on human nature not to yeah. work on us. Our lack of discipline. That, yeah. And, and you could, that's why you can see the cycles, because the Satan's like, oh, that's sorry, they came out of good, but watch. Watch, our, watch, watch humanity <laughs> without God. Watch humanity without this thing. Watch humanity, and I guarantee this is how they're going to operate. God is like, you know, giving certain indicators. And we as our Christians, we can't lose out on those indicators, because the devil's at work looking at the bigger picture of humanity and the cycles and the seasons and the patterns. And the principles. And, the and that's for us to learn. Come on, mm-hmm. come on. That's yep. it. That's it. <laughs> Boom. It's been a long time. Boom. <laughs> Bam. That's why, it, that's why it's given to us. Yep. And there's a wonderful passage. We can close with this. I love it. After Jesus' temptation in the wilderness, right? The scripture says, and the devil left him for a season. Mm-hmm. Which means. He'll be back. He's going to circle back. Yes. And he always circle back. So we mm-hmm. can't afford to get complacent and feel comfortable. We've got to be vigilant. We've got to be sober. Got to be on guard. Yep. And that's why I think personal renewal is, is key at the, 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 
at the beginning, because there's a, a statement that you've said many years, we found the enemy, and the enemy is us. He's us. Yep. So <laughs> it's the enemy, the inner me, that has to be adjusted, because like I said, Satan is banking on human nature. Yeah. And that's why Christ says that you become a new creation, a new human that is not subject to certain human Nature. Come on. There's a change. Yes. There's a change. Hallelujah. Whatsoever is born of God yes. overcomes the world. And mm -hmm. this is the victory, even our faith, our yep. faith and trust in him, but our faith in the word that gives us things to do. Yep. Discipline. Discipline is yes. a bridge. That's why we're called disciples. Yep. Well, that's good stuff, man. Yes, it is. It you is. Pray us out. Um, <laughs> we have a minister. Minister Misha is on standby. Okay. Uh, because, you know, like I said, you know, we have certain cycles that we have in our life that we have a hard time breaking, right? Mm -hmm. And I think right now is a moment where God is really saying, okay, let me, let me, uh, let me, let my nature overflow into your situation. Yeah, yeah. Let my, let my nature overflow into your heart. Let my nature, let me, let my nature become the tipping point for you to change certain cycles. Mm -hmm. Some of you have been asking, you know, why am I keep going through this? Why do I keep going through this? And there's certain things that you have to change that you haven't come face-to-face -face with. I think today is going to become the starting point. Hallelujah. Today you're challenged with acknowledging, but not dwelling. Acknowledging to re re redirect and, 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 and reorganize and restructure and come up with a, a, a proper purpose. You're being faced with it right now, and Minister Misha is going to come and lead you into a prayer to help you move forward, to not deal with the same cycles that you have been dealing with in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we were growing up, you used to tell us, you know, um, the, the, the essence or the, the drive to mature. And as I live my life, I, I say, wow, it is so important for us to mature as Christians. Yeah. Because the perspective that we have as we mature changes. And we start becoming less self-centered and more selfless. Yeah. Because now I see why certain decisions I make does affect so many others. And um, so thank you for the decision to mature as you accept that Christ as your Lord and Savior. Because now you start seeing how your decision is going to affect the lives that you touch. Especially if you're a father, I've seen homes change by God capturing the heart of a father. If you're mm. a mother, I've seen, I've seen so many different areas of the household change because he captured your heart. Thank you so much for step, stepping into the process of maturation. And we're a ministry mm -hmm. of growth. We're a ministry of discipleship. Here, it's about growing up. Mm -hmm. Some people don't like that because they'd like to live off of baby food or dessert. <laughs> no, no. CCC... God has called us to grow people, to mature people in every way, in every aspect of, of their lives. So thank you for understanding what we do, what we bring to the kingdom and the family and the body of Christ. Thank you for being with us today. Amen. 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 Yes. Father God, we thank you so much for the opportunity to grow. Thank you. And I, I pray a, spe a specific request for us to go through this process of renewal. Give us a, the discernment to hear your voice. Give us the discernment to see how you move 
Lord, give us the, 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 the mind to understand, Lord, what we are receiving, whether it's, whether it's in personal, relational, structural, purpose, or cultural renewal, Lord, whatever aspect we are in. Lord, just help us become better individuals. Help us to strive to become better because ultimately we will affect the culture. Yes. Yes, Lord. So, Lord, I ask that you just anoint us afresh to walk this Christianity out in another level coming out of this crisis, at another level coming out of this situation, at another level, Lord, that we are emboldened to walk this walk. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. To talk this talk unapologetically representing Christ and culture. We say, have your way right now. Yes. And Lord, I pray that you help us get out of our way so that we can move forward. Yes. Yes. And grow in Christ. Hallelujah. To become better, better, better. Yes. In Jesus' precious name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And thank you again for your condolences, yes. your prayers, your best wishes, as we as a family continue to walk through this particular season. And we get up here, we do this, but we're still grieving. We're still walking through uh, all of this and practicing the resilience that you spoke about. And this is really a time of renewal for our family uh, as a whole. So thank you again for all of your continued prayers and cards keep coming in still. We love and appreciate you and thank you for loving us. Yes, yes. The way you have. Yes. Amen. Well, uh, well we, 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 let's get back on track with you know how we've been doing things. I wore pink today because of uh, I know we I had to catch up uh, for breast cancer awareness. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of our, our members that help support you know uh, the breast cancer and you know looking at our community the the lack of access to proper mammograms and things like that. Right. We've seen an increase in um, some of the. Uh, cases of breast cancer within our community. So we, we just wanted to bring awareness. I apologize uh, for not, you know, responding like we ha did last year, but with the loss of our brother, my brother, his son, <laughs> we got kind of got caught up. But uh, next, uh, tomorrow, starts No Shave November. No Shave November? Yeah, No Shave November, also known as Movember. Movember. Yes, Movember. Okay. No shade. <laughs> and once no again, shade. if you're going to participate, we ask that a couple of things. One, that you decide on what organization you're going to uh, send the... Uh, uh, your, your, okay, so the concept is, once again, I don't shave for the month, and whatever money I would have spent at the barber or at the hair salon, um, I would... Um, and uh, ladies, speak to your husband before you start... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Husbands speak to your wives. <laughs> uh, but uh, I would then donate the lump sum at the end of the month to, towards a, a specific organization. We don't, you know, we're not supporting one particular organization or certain individuals already have organizations they have built relationships with. Mm -hmm. So we're saying, you know, support. Encourage you to do that, and, yeah. And uh, yeah. let's, let's, uh, let's, let's yeah. raise a cancer awareness. And both in men and women, uh, this originally started out for men, but on a global scale, that has uh, has went, you know, to both men and women. Yeah. Breast Cancer Month, it, it comes after Breast Cancer Month, which talks, just talks about uh, breast cancer, not just for men. It started out for women yeah. and then expanded for men. But also men, men deal with breast cancer. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, dealing with that awareness, and then we said, okay, let's stay focused and really try to build out uh, the whole idea of cancer, cancer awareness, and uh, really pushing it. So throughout this month of November, we're going to be talking about a little bit about it here and there. Good. Uh, but yes. That's uh, why I wore pink. 
This is pink. I got him. Boom. So, so, <laughs> so as, as we leave this place. <laughs> but never God's presence. Jesus is Lord, period. We believe it, we proclaim it, and we're seeing it come to pass. God bless you and enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks for tuning in to the A.R. Bernard podcast. I hope you were enriched by the information and or the conversation. Make sure, subscribe by clicking the link in the bio to gain more information about me and the work that I'm doing. Again, thank you and God bless.